You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Philly's Backstage. John, I, t- I haven't seen you in a while. Yes, you have. <laughs> I have not seen you for a while. Uh, it's, been a, it's been a crazy uh, a crazy time around here. We've been running pretty good. We're running pretty good, yes. You still got the, you got some fur in your ears. I there. some fur in my ears. Take them out. We had a little bit of technical difficulty, but we're back. We are back. We are back, and we have a great guest on the phone. we got Kyle Kendrick with us. How you doing, Kyle? Hey, guys. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and I just saw Kyle. He came to the game with his son for his uh, birthday, so it was good to see you and Stephanie and the kids. Your your daughter yeah, is, I think, two years, yes. three years younger than my daughter, and she's already towering uh, <laughs> above her. Oh yeah, she's um, she had a blast. You know, we got, kids got to see the fanatic; they love that. Um, we did it for my son's birthday here in a, about a week or so on the thirtieth. So up here at the shore, and uh, he wanted to go to a game, so we did that. That was great for the Phillies. To um, hook that up, and uh, you know they they loved it. Loved seeing the fanatic, watching the game, and I enjoy always coming back and coming to the ballpark, and you know seeing the fans, seeing you guys that are still there. So it's always a good time to come back. And you'll be coming back in, uh, I guess, a couple of weeks, right? In uh, early August for the Roy Halladay uh, reti- yeah, retiring. Yeah, retiring his number. Come up. Yep. Yep, we're going to come up for that. Um, so that'll be fun. So who who else is coming up for that that you know of? Are we allowed to even disclose? Um, I, I heard. I guess we're going to find out right now. <laughs> well, I heard. Uh, I heard Tooch is coming. That's all I know. Great. Um, from our, from the guys, you know, that were on our, on our team that I play with. Um, all I heard really is, uh, is Tooch should be there. Yeah. Good. Well, I, I guess that's so. going to be a, a great day for you too, Kyle. Because uh, John and I, before we called you, we had, we had talked about. Uh, you know, how you really were very much associated with uh, Roy. You know, I know how much you, you, you uh, learned from him and followed him around, right? Uh, talk to us a little bit yeah. about what Roy meant to well, you. Well, I can say, Kyle, I, I just on that, you know, I, as you know, I'd go down to spring training and I'd bring radio stations that would yep. get down there and set up like really early, 4 o'clock in the morning. And who would I see? I'd see Kyle and I'd see Roy Halliday at 4 in the morning, 4.30 exactly right. in the morning. Yep. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, we – uh you know, our first year, Roy got traded over 2010 spring training, and I uh, just, you know, saw him at the ballpark and realized he was coming, getting his work done early. And I was like, you know, I just asked him, straight up asked him, hey, can I come join you? It's third. So I um, took me in and um, got to pick his brain early in the morning. And just a great, um, just a great leader, um, routine, the way, you know, stuff he taught me. Just, uh, just a great guy. Um, you know, a good guy off the field, too. He was a great dad. So definitely we missed and just wanted to be there. Um, you know, I'm for his jersey, and that's something special. And so, looking forward to it. You know, you know, Kyle. I know you. Um, you know, uh, the the mental part of the game was so um, associated with Roy. You know, he really worked on, on yeah. that part of his game. And you know, you. I, I know just even doing, you know, reading about how you, uh, you know, when you were drafted, when you were scouted. Uh, it seemed like scouts and coaches all mentioned. Uh, your demeanor and your um, presence on the mound. Is that something that you, uh, uh, when you got to the Phillies and you, you talked to Roy, would you guys talk about that part of the game? 
Yeah, just, um, you know, what he went through, uh, you know, having two years in the big leagues and then getting sent down all the way to A-ball, what he had to go through. Um, you know, he just talking about that. And obviously, baseball is very, can be very mental and tough at times. And, um, you know, he, he got me set up uh, with Jamie Moyer, him too, uh, with uh, Harvey Dorfman, who was a uh, was a great mentor for all of us uh, on the mental side. And um, so that really helped. But, yeah, Broyd was just um, had to be mentally tough out there and stay in the zone and all that um, was a uh, big help towards me. And uh, just watching him go about his business, how he went every day, had a routine, came to the park, uh, you know, trying to get better, uh, was just uh, just on top. I mean, in my eyes, with those 10 years, you know, best pitcher from like 2000, 2010, the best pitcher in baseball, um, I think. So, Did you guys talk about pitches itself, like like how he grips up a certain ball or, or how he throws a certain pitch? Did you get through yeah, the so, mechanics of that? Yeah, he – yeah, he showed me his sinker. I mean, um, his cutter, which I, you know, worked on and got, and uh, so I kind of took from him his his cutter. Learned. He taught me that. Um, you know, we we threw the same split finger that uh, Doobie kind of taught both of us. Um, and you know, obviously he was a sinker baller too, so you know, talked about that. But yeah, we uh, we talked about pitches, and um, you know, he helped us bad and. You know, reading hitter swings, different lineups, all that stuff. We had uh, Jamie Moyer on uh, a couple months ago, and he obviously you mentioned him with Harvey Dorfman. He had talked about yep. how Harvey Dorfman literally changed his whole career. He kind of hit uh, somewhat rock bottom after pitching for a while. He went; his agent took him out to to visit Harvey at his place in Arizona, and then just from that point on, he became a you know adamant disciple of of Harvey Dorfman. Is that did you meet Harvey yeah. Dorfman, or, or is it more just kind of reading his book and and kind of going through that? Yeah, I never got to meet uh, Harvey. Just sit on yeah, read the book, talked to him on the phone a lot. Um, you know, when I got in contact with Harvey, he was kind of at the end. You know, had had some health issues, so. Never got to meet him, but we talked on the phone a lot. Um, but yeah, he was, you know, he was, he was great. Just and the book too. I still, you know, now that I'm doing coaching myself, I still, you know, try to get the kids to read that. Um, it's going to always, you know, that stuff I was very, very needed in baseball, mental side. Um, it's a great book. Yeah, and I guess, too, Kyle, your career, when you look back at it, you were, you know, such a, an important part of, um, you know, uh, you know, you'd have stints in the starting rotation and stints in the bullpen, uh, kind of going back and forth. I guess, you know, the mental mm-hmm. part of the game's got to be important uh, with a role like that. I mean, we were just talking about, uh, you know, as a teammate of Roy Holiday, 2011, the four aces, you know, it was such a ballyhooed thing. And then, uh, you know, you wound up, uh, I guess, uh, Blanton and Oswald got hurt at some point during different uh, points of that season. And, yep. you know, you, you yep. were the guy who, who were, uh, you know, who stepped in. So the mental part of, of that, just, you know, the different roles and in a, you know, at Philadelphia, a, a, you know, a, a tough town, it was also, um, you know, sellout crowds and a lot of pressure. I guess that mental part probably meant a lot at that point. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. I remember those years of, you know, going back and forth with all the, you know, the rotation we had um, and how good, you know, our rotation was and yeah, I was in the bullpen and they come out start and go back and forth, but I enjoyed it. Um, you know, I, I enjoyed just the, uh, not knowing what I was going to do, you know, if I was going to start or come out of the bullpen, and, 
Um, but having that mental, you know, help from, from Roy and from Harvey, um, was huge. And, and having that star studded rotation that you have all these guys to, you know, as a young pitcher to kind of pick and choose or pick their brain. Um, I mean, would you guys do that? Would you, would you talk to Roy Oswald about maybe a certain pitch or about his mental approach to the game or, or same thing with Blanton or, or, you know, others? Cole. Cole. Yeah. For sure. We did. Um, you know, all, I mean, Oswald, uh, just uh, his career, what a great career too, you know, how long he pitched and just, uh, you know, talking to him about certain stuff, how to pitch guys, guys he faced, um, what he thought in different positions, Tim, uh, Cliff, Cole, even, you know, Blanton, all those guys. Um, just, I was, you know, looking back, just, you know, real fortunate to get to pitch with those guys and be a part of, of a rotation or, or a pitching staff with, with those type of guys. It's something that I've, you know, very, uh, you know, fortunate that I get to be, you know, with teammates with those guys. And then how about, uh, you know, obviously you threw to Chooch. Chooch, we saw him as a fan and as an employee, you know, coming up to yeah. the system, start off in second base and he goes to catcher and then he grows into one of the best catchers, you know, in the major leagues. What was it like throwing yeah. to Chooch? What were some of the, you know, highlights with you and Chooch? No, oh, he was awesome. Um, just always uh, energetic back there behind the plate, always fired up, always, you know, felt bad. Um, you know, he always felt like he threw the pitch or something, you know, guy had a bad outing um just really cared about his pitching staff and uh especially his starters too you know Chooch was always right through a couple of complete games with him um and he was always fired up for me just uh always you know in your corner um pulling for you great teammate um and I'm happy you know hopefully he'll be there on the eighth happy to see him um and just a good dude too awesome in the clubhouse good teammate good leader um and, uh, you know, him and, and Brian Shiner, best, you know, for sure the best catches that I've thrown to. Yeah. You know, I, I was just thinking uh, I was out in Denver for the All-Star game, and they had the uh, uh-huh. MLB draft there the same time as the All-Star game. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I guess, can you remember the day you were drafted? It was 2003. Uh, but, you know, there's oh, yeah. no there's no ESPN covering it live or anything that they do like that no. uh, now. But do you remember that day when you got drafted? Oh, oh yeah, it was uh, actually I was in, still in school, um, you know. But I, my dad, my parents let me stay home that day because we, you know, thought maybe I would be drafted. And all my friends came, you know, came over. Um, it was a great time, um, you know. That actually the Braves called the, the, the round before, thought that I was going to get picked in the sixth, and then uh, the Phillies called, said we're going to take you in, in the seventh. And um, you know, it was a great time. All my to have my all my friends there. Um, I'll never forget it. I can still remember the day we had the computer on, um, hearing my name and everyone, all my buddies yelling and stuff. It was really cool. Um, a lot of people don't know that you were a phenomenal quarterback in high school, in the state of Washington. And, uh, we were talking kind of off the, uh, uh, off the air that, um, I mean, there's a lot of former Phillies pitchers that were star quarterbacks from the state of Washington. You had Larry Anderson, who was going to go to Oklahoma, or I'm sorry, go to Oregon. He had a scholarship from Oregon. Mm-hmm. You had Larry Christensen, who was a star. You know what? I don't know if Larry was LC was a, was he a football player too? Did you ever talk to him about that? Cause I'm, I'm not sure. Um, I know he went, I think he went to Marysville, which is a little south of me, I think. Um, but I'm not sure if he played football or not. But I was going to say Sandberg too. Ryan Sandberg was, uh, I yes. heard legendary stories yeah, he where he was talking to Don James from Washington and Tom Osborne from Nebraska, Barry Switzer from Oklahoma. Yeah. I mean, he was recruited by all the big, big 
uh, schools. Uh, so there must be yeah, something in the water in the, in the state of Washington. Where, and you were going to be a <laughs> you were going to be a quarterback at Washington State if you know things didn't work yeah. out with baseball. Yeah, no, yeah, trying to go to Washington State play quarterback, and um, you know, grew up playing football, baseball, and basketball. Baseball was always my first love, but um, try to push kids. You know, now I'm coaching my son to, to play all sports they can, and I just enjoyed playing all of them, competing. And um, yeah, when I first got drafted, uh, struggled my first couple of years, and thought about you know maybe I made the wrong choice on sports and should have went to college. And, but um, you know, battled through it, it worked out. But, um, yeah, I always love football, and um, I'm happy that I uh, chose baseball. Yes, so are we, Kyle. That was it. You chose wisely. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, uh, 2007 you made your debut, and I forgot that you had played against – your your debut was against the White Sox, and uh, it was Jim Tomey's return, right? Yeah. Yep, Jim Tomey made his return from uh, getting traded or I think he was just coming off the DL or something, but – yeah, he got a standing ovation his first at bat, and that uh, was my debut. And it was like, you know, it was pretty cool. I didn't know really didn't know what to do. I stepped off and just kind of looked around, let the fans, you know, stand up and platforms. It was really awesome. And um, we ended up winning the game. Aaron Rowan hit a grand slam. I remember in the I think the seventh or the eighth to um, break the tie. And then uh, yeah, we won the game. Special uh, debut. You know, guys, you never forget it. You know, it's just uh, as a kid growing up, you. Dream of playing in the big leagues, and that was that was my day. And it was, uh, it was a beautiful day game against the White Sox. Really, really awesome. Well, Kyle, also you have a big part in that playoff run. We obviously made the uh, playoffs for the first time since what 1993, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, uh, since 1993. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people credit you uh, because if you remember, we were down 17 games. I'm sorry, se- seven games, yeah. 17 games left. But e- but even l- right. back in August. Uh, that's when we started our dominance against the Mets. We went on an yep. unbelievable run against the Mets, which we had to in order to catch them, which we caught them obviously on the last day. But it was your – you won, uh, I believe it was a game in August. You beat the Mets, and then from that point on, we didn't lose against the Mets, which obviously propelled us to the yeah. playoffs. I remember that game. It was uh, – we played them four at home, and I had the last game as a day game. And, yeah, we, uh, we swept them at home, and we went on the road. And, um, yeah, we finished strong. But I do remember that series and that, uh, that last – you know, August, September, uh, that was awesome to be a part of that. Um, just watch our team kind of gel at the end there and, uh, you know, get to the playoffs. And that was really, uh, really awesome to be a part of that. Yeah, and that was a young team. And, and I don't know when Jimmy made that pronouncement that, you know, you guys are going to win the NL East. But he made it. And um, what were you guys thinking as teammates? Wow, is Jimmy's really going out on a limb right there? Or, you know, <laughs> you know I'm gonna, we're going follow, you know to follow what he says? I think he made that uh, statement in spring training that year, I think. I'm not sure. Um, but I do remember him saying that. And then, um, yeah, we, we ended up winning the last day. But that was uh, crazy. Uh, what a what a last couple of weeks of that, that year. And um, Jimmy, Jimmy calling it was pretty cool. But, yeah, we were young. Uh, that core offense, you guys, were young. And just cool, you know, awesome to watch those guys come to the field and, and grind how we did. Yeah. You know, special, special time. And that and that last game of the season, remember that, Kyle? We had a, a late afternoon start, and the yeah. uh, the Mets yep. were already down like six or seven runs in the first inning, and they flashed the, that up on the yeah. scoreboard, and the place went crazy. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think they were I think they were playing the Marlins, I think. They were. were Marlins, the Mets, right? yeah. Yep. Yeah. Jimmy yeah. Moyer was yeah. on the mound yeah. for us. Yep. Yep. I do remember that. Uh, that was awesome. What a – fans, we, we had the uh, the bank was packed. 
um, you know, that's a great place to play. And I, that's another reason I love coming back and going to the games and having those old, those old feelings come back and, the, and those memories. Is, you know, I love being there. All right. Well, let's go into uh, one of your teammates uh, did something very bad to you, Kyle. And, and I'm wondering whether it's, uh, you know, whether you hold a grudge against Brett Myers because he did a uh, pra- oh, no. practical joke to you. He, you know, it's, it's something that yeah. L- Larry Anderson did this to Wayne Gomes yeah. uh, yep, back in the nineties. Right. And, and so tell, yeah. tell what happened. What did Brett Myers do in the beginning of uh, 2008 spring training? Talk, talk, tell, <laughs> tell the listeners what happened. That's good. Yeah. Um, it was, uh, my first big league champ, 2008, uh, you know, just a regular day. And then, you know, I uh, got called into Charlie's office, uh, Charlie in there. And at the time, it was Ruben Amar, who was our assistant GM, um, was in there. And just, you know, they both told me that, uh, you know, we've kind of made a move. And this is going to be, you know, better for your career. It's going to help us. You know, thanks for 07. But uh, you've been traded to Japan. And I, at the time, I was 22 or 23. I don't remember. But um, all I know is I didn't know you, you couldn't get traded to Japan. So I was like kind of full panic, you know, I, I felt like I hit it pretty well, but inside I'm thinking, what in the world? I just had a great 07. Like, you got to be kidding me. There's no way. <laughs> um, ended up, you know, obviously Brett was involved too and Comcast. It was it was great. I mean, the whole thing was put together really well, um, but I, I, I really had no idea. My agent was involved in it. Um, but, uh, you know, I still talk to Brett about it. It still gets you know brought up. I was just at my buddy's wedding here a couple months ago and, they're all from New York, big Mets fans. But they brought it up, so we all had to watch it together. Uh, you and look, it was, it's great. You look it's calm. Great I watched the video. And you looked actually calm yeah. for someone that's you know was told they're getting traded to, to, to Japan. Yeah, and weren't you getting traded for the guy who eats all the hot dogs? Uh, yeah, it was Kobayashi. Well, that's, yeah, Kobayashi. Another, that's, yeah, that's <laughs> another thing too. That's that's another thing too. I didn't know. He, I didn't know who Kobayashi was. You know, hot dog eater. I had no idea. Right. Um, yeah. So that gets brought up too, and it was it was just. Great prank. It'll be around forever. It's just a good, you know. I, looking looking back, I don't know how it was going to be this big, but I'm glad I acted how I did because if I really like freaked out how I wanted to or just kind of blow up, it would have. Yeah. I don't think it would have been as funny. So, um, you know, <laughs> yeah. I think it, I, I was in. Well, I think it was. I was in such shock that I didn't really have any. I was just like, you guys, what the heck? Like, right. I just bought a car. I'm thinking, I just bought this car. What am I going to do? I can't get this car over there. Like. there was a lot of things going through my mind yeah yeah. well when wayne gomes got traded you know the fake trade to japan i don't think they let in like let in on the teammates i don't think his teammates a lot of his teammates knew so his best friend it was larry somebody who was (laughs) they have on camera crying that his best friend's getting traded to japan (laughs) right so i was like yeah i heard yeah. yeah, I heard someone was crying in that one. Either Wayne was crying or someone was crying. <laughs> I don't think I it was Wayne. That. I think it was his buddy. Um, but, yeah, that's uh, – Okay, well, I felt like it, but I'm glad I didn't. That would be more embarrassing. <laughs> All right, now, the other thing, too, is, uh, Kyle, I, I think you know this, but we share something in common that uh, that I'm constantly reminded, especially when, it, when something like this happens again. But I uh, had my World Series ring stolen, and you lost your World Series ring, I think, in a pond, right? Didn't they have to dredge a pond? No, I – so mine got stolen too. Oh, it did. Um, okay. My house oh, that's got right. It got into. burglarized. Yeah, my, right. Yes, my house got broken into uh, when I was actually my wife and I were at spring training. She's in Seattle. Everything they took everything, and the ring was one of them. Um, the cops did a great job getting it back, but yeah, it was, that was stolen. And they, you know, they found who broke in my house, and they actually the, the burglars actually told the cops like, "This is where it is. We threw it here," and they ended up, they found it. But yeah. Um, I'm so, glad I didn't lose that. Yeah, so I think maybe Eric Valent also got his. Maybe his was the one that got dredged from huh. a pond or something. 
So, yeah, Kyle, whenever someone loses in this town, a Super Bowl ring, World Series ring, championship ring, yeah. my name somehow comes back up. That, and John lost his <laughs> a bathroom stall. Yeah, I'm still trying to figure out how that happened. Yeah, mine did get burglarized. I, <laughs> I burglarized myself. Hey, Kyle, I have to ask you, Kyle, how did you meet Stephanie? I, I know uh, if people don't know, uh, Stephanie was on Survivor. Uh, did you know yep. her before that, or uh, did you meet her No, afterwards? I did not. Yeah. Um, so I didn't know anything about um, – that she was on Survivor enough, and I, when I got called up, um, I was uh, staying downtown, and she had this restaurant. Her and her brother on this restaurant at the time, and I remember it always it always would stay open late. And so after games, I'd go there and have dinner or whatnot. And she was there, and I just kept, you know, I went in there one time. I was like, oh, this cute girl owns this place, and I just kept going back and back, and you know, talking to her, and that's kind of how we met. But um, and then I found out, you know, that she was on Survivor. And, my mom's a big Survivor fan, and so I told her, I, you know, I met this girl, you know, dating this girl that uh, was on Survivor. Do you know this Stephanie? And she's like, oh, yeah, and she told me all about her. So I had no idea, though, the whole Survivor thing. It's better that way. Wait, Absolutely. So did you meet yeah, right? Did yeah. you meet Stephanie before Cole met Heidi? Because Heidi was also a Survivor uh, alumni. Um, I think, yeah, I think I think Cole, yeah, Cole, and Heidi, Cole met Heidi first because they got married. Um, gotcha, okay. I think the year before us. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, – yeah, I met I met Steph after. Now, could you see yourself after watching those episodes? Could you see? Would you get voted off the island right away, or do you no. think you would survive? No. I'd be the first one out of there. No <laughs> shot. You know, I've, get, I've gotten asked that so many times. Like, could you do that? And I'm no chance, zero. <laughs> um, I like I enjoy watching. You know, with her and the kids love it too. My kids love that she was on it, and they they love watching it. So I watch it with them, and there's zero chance I could do that. <laughs> That's beautiful. And that's pretty cool that you can watch those episodes now. Yeah, I guess they're on. You can bring them up and, and you can see the episodes. Yeah, she's I haven't been even in. seen them. And so yeah. just a year or two ago, we watched all of the ones that she was on because I'd never seen them. So oh, that was pretty cool. cool. My kids, yeah, my kids loved it. Well, they, they have a, I know your wife's been on some alumni shows, right? Where they, some of the past people. So, like, with, could that ever come up again? Could Stephanie ever get asked to go on an alumni survivor in Guam or somewhere? <laughs> to free vacation uh, actually, in Guam? Yeah, she got. Yeah, she got asked to go on um, a year or two ago, but we just had our third kid, um, and so she didn't just didn't want to do it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think now next year, you know, year or two, if she gets asked to go, she might go again. But um, I'll tell you one thing: I'm not going. I'm, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> how, how would the fanatic do on Survivors? <laughs> the fanatic likes uh, five star restaurants or five star hotels, yes. accommodations. He so likes to be pampered. Yeah, there'll be no bugs. Although he is a, a flightless bird, I think he does eat birds or uh, bugs. bugs? But, uh, I hope he doesn't eat birds. <laughs> uh, John, you got the quiz out. Hey Kyle, I don't know if you know our podcast or not, but John always administers a quiz, and it's about your life. All so right. uh, you know, shouldn't and it's uh, multiple choice, multiple choice. How many questions? Eight, eight questions. Eight questions. And Kyle, uh, you mentioned nice. that uh, your son is a big fanatic fan. So I think uh, if you get, uh, we'll make the bar six out of eight. Okay, so you have six okay. out of eight. You got to get uh, three fourths um, of the questions. And if you do get six, at least six, uh, Tom, you'll send Kyle. We'll get his address, and you're going to send some fanatic books. Absolutely, autographed by the fanatic. Yes. How about that? Oh, my kids, my kids. Yeah, my kids will love it. We might just All do that. We might just do it anyway. Yeah, right. I, yeah, I don't, we're you know. going to do you it can, anyway. You can <laughs> bomb this quiz, guy. Yes. We'll, we'll send you some books. They, they, would, they, would, they would love that. All right. Are That'd you awesome. ready? Yeah. All right. So the first question is, again, multiple choice, A, B, C, D. First one is, you went to high school in Mount Vernon, Washington, right? 
The city okay. was named after the estate of what former president? So what former president had an estate called Mount Vernon? Was it A, Abe Lincoln, B, George Washington, C, Thomas Jefferson, or D, John Adams? So was it Lincoln, Washington? I think I, I, I learned this. I think it was Washington. Washington correct. is correct. He's on a one-for-one one roll right here. All right, all right. ready? Yeah, no more, really. And we promise no more history questions there. Uh, well, okay. <laughs> all right, you did go. That was a good one, though. Well, here's your other one. You, I, it's the same thing with Mount Vernon. Uh, did you know, I always yeah. do this with all of our guests, that I always try to find celebrities that went to that high school. So I found uh, some celebrities uh, from your high school, but one is going to be yeah. a, a celebrity that did not go to your high school. So three did. I'm going to do A, B, C, and D. Three went to your high okay. school. One did not. You got to tell me which one did not. Okay. So we have okay. A is film and television actor uh, Jim Cavazell, who actually played Christ in Passion of the Christ. Uh, B is yep. former Major League Baseball and NBA player Mark Hendrickson. C is yep. Jim Neighbors, who played Gomer Pyle. And D is Cheryl Bentine or Benton, who's singer with a Manhattan transfer. So was it uh, Jim Cavazell, Passion of the Christ? Was it NBA player Mark Hendrickson, Jim Neighbor slash Gilmer Pyle, or Cheryl Benteen, singer with a Manhattan transfer? <laughs> wow, it's Stop. one of the last two. Stop. I know that. Stop it's, laughing, uh, Tom. It's either C or D. Um, so it's either Gomer, just, Gomer I'm, Pyle, I'm gonna, or Manhattan yeah, I'm gonna transfer. Yeah, I'm going to take a guess. I'm just going to go. Uh, I'm going to go C. Gomer Pyle is correct. correct. Gomer Pyle makes the yeah. list. So you're, you're, <laughs> you are you're were born a year after Tom and I graduated from high school, so you wouldn't know. Do you even know who Gomer Pyle is? Was that before no. your time? Yeah, that's way yeah, before your time. It was a sitcom. No, I, knew, I knew the first two. I knew the first two, but uh, seeing me, I didn't know. But so I just had to guess. <laughs> All right. We <laughs> talked about uh, you getting recruited to play quarterback at Washington State, uh, right? Mm -hmm. uh, which one of these current or former NFL quarterbacks did not play at Washington State, okay? So three of them did, one did not. You got Drew Bledsoe, okay. Mark Rippon, Gardner Minshew, or Ryan Fitzpatrick? Ryan Fitzpatrick did not. Ryan Fitzpatrick did not, I believe. He went to Harvard. So uh, it's, huh. he's yep. on a roll, three for three, Tom. Three for three. He's heading towards those nice. books. Strong. All right. In, <laughs> in 2003, uh, after getting drafted, you played in the Gulf Coast League, uh, which yep. one of these was not a teammate that year? There's one fake. Uh, it's actually a friend of mine. Uh, and three of them actually were your teammates. Okay. So which one was not the teammate? Okay. Uh, hopefully I'm not, not going to butcher these names. All right. A is Sean McAleer. B is Nicholas Italiano. C is Timmy Moni Bali, And D is Clemente Doble. Um, you want me to say those names again? or? Tim Money was a teammate. Italiano was a teammate. And then uh, who's the last So one? it's between Sean McAleer or Clemente Doble. Or Do Doble or Do it's got to be Doble. Yeah. I think Clemente Doble was a teammate. So I'm going to say the first one was not a teammate. Sean McAleer, you got it correct. Very good. You're on a four-for-four four run. On a roll. Yes. Nice. All right. Your former manager, Charlie Manuel, uh, I'm sure you know yep. this. He won the Japanese home run title. And the first American yep. to win MVP since 1964. He did that in 1979. He had 37 home runs. Which team did he lead to its first pennant win Okay, in that year? Was it the Yamuri okay. Giants, the Kinetsu Buffaloes, the Nankai Hawks, or the Chinuchu Dragons? So was it the Giants, Buffaloes, Hawks, or Dragons? Ooh. I remember seeing a um, paper clipping of him in his jersey. I don't 
man. And you know, on this one, you get a you get a lifeline with a fanatic because he doesn't know the answers here, and he the fanatic's been to Japan, so he might be able to help you out. Well, the fanatic's not here, but I am. I want to use that. All right. He's using the lifeline. I, you know, Kyle, I he played for the Swallows over there, he too. Did. He did. Your but, Colt Swallows. But that year he won the MVP. My guess is the uh, Dragons. It's going to be my guess, but I'm not 100% yeah. certain on that Are one. Are you going to go with Tom's uh, guess? Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was feeling Dragons, too. I'm going to go with that. Never trust Tom Burgoyne. You saw what he did earlier here without pushing the wrong, oh, who pushed the wrong button. It's a Kanetsu Buffaloes. Buffaloes. Yes. Oh, I would have right. got that wrong. I, I wouldn't have guessed that. I've, I, I, we should know that, by the way. That's John, all right. You know, we should know that. Charlie. All right. All right. John. This is question six. So, so far, you're still on a good run. Okay. You married, right. obviously, a three-time Survivor contestant, Stephanie LaGrosa. Which one of these is not a Survivor winner? One oh. of these is not oh, boy. a Survivor winner. Three of them are. One's not. Okay? A is Tom okay. Tom Westman. B is Danny yeah, Boatwright. Oh, D is Danny Boatwright. Uh, C, C is Adele McDonald, and D is Sandra Diaz Twine. Uh, Adele did not win. <laughs> Adele McDonald did not win because she works for the Phillies, and she's worked for the Phillies since the seventies, right? Tom? Yeah, yeah. Yes. yes. We'll have to ask Adele whether she would be a good uh, Survivor I think she'd be awesome. contestant. All right. So I just talked to Adele today. So you're on a roll. You only have two more questions. All right. The, All fa- right. the fanatic was just at the MLB All Star Game. You mentioned that with a lot of his fellow mascots. Which of these yeah. is not a Major League Baseball mascot? Okay, which is not a Major League, ba- Major League Baseball mascot? A, the, man- the mangy moose. B, Lucille. C, the swinging friar. And D, Dinger. So is it the mangy moose, Lucille, swinging friar, or Dinger? Why are you looking at me funny, Tom? Uh, I don't think Lucille is a mascot. No, Lucille is, but Mangy Moose. Oh. Why do you say Mangy Moose? That's the, the fake one. Well, I thought the, Moose the Mariner, oh, is the, the Mariner Ma- Moose. It's the Mariner Moose. I, but I in, came up with the Mangy You know what? That's a bad question. You was, get it right. Yeah, yeah, I shouldn't yeah. have said the Mangy Moose. I was, Kyle, that is uh, not on you. I was, was on, thinking of the Mariner Moose. Yeah, the Mariner Moose. I, I, I thought that's who it was. Look, you know what, Kyle? I butcher w- at least one question <laughs> every quiz, so that's par for the course. But the good news is you get credit for that. So now you still only have one. Oh, uh, nice. And now you have one last one. Okay, and this is, this is the okay. first one that's baseball-driven, okay? How many okay. Major League All strikeouts right. did you have in your Major League career? How many strikeouts did you have in wow. your Major League career? Here's the choices. Ready? A, okay. 650. B, 928. C eight hundred D seven oh five. Wow, I should know this. I really <laughs> do I get a lifeline on this too? Because I really don't know. Who's your um, who's your lifeline gonna be? <laughs> yeah. Don't, you, you st- <laughs> I'd be throwing a dart. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um I'm gonna see I know okay, my innings I know how many innings I had, so if I had to guess, obviously it wasn't a strikeout pitcher. What's the what's the So uh, six fifty, nine twenty eight, eight hundred or seven oh five? Oh, wow. I mean, I'm just taking a guess here. I'll say 705. 705 is correct. You <laughs> went seven for eight. Oh, wow. Look at you. How about that? Very good. Look at you. Well done, nice. Kyle. All right. And All he's right. going to win some autographed I books. I did, not know I, I did not know I had that many strikeouts. Not that that's a lot, but I didn't know I should know that, right? Yeah, well, give me your name, your kid, so then so then Tom can talk to the fanatic to get to get some autographed books for you. Well, yeah, you have to. That uh, would be awesome. Yeah, send us your address too, Kyle, and uh, and then we'll uh, we'll okay. send something. Yeah, down just your te- way. just text me back with all that info. Okay, yeah, yeah. Braze. Yeah, I'll text you. I'll text you their names and address. That'd be awesome. And we really appreciate you uh, spending some time with us, Kyle. It was great talking to you. And looking forward to seeing you in uh, no, two guys, weeks. Thank you. That was fun. Yeah, I'll see you in a couple weeks. Thanks, guys, for having me. That was fun. All right. Thanks, Kyle. All right, guys. Yep. And. 
There he is, Kyle Kendrick, John. That's huh? great. Love that really Kyle. is. I know. You know, it's really cool when these guys come back. Uh, it, it, TV showed him up there in the suite last week with his family, and you know, obviously, in a couple of weeks we, we have our uh, alumni weekend, and you know, between Manny Trio being honored, David Montgomery, uh, yeah. Roy, uh, you know, the number uh, being retired. Yeah. So David it's is on Friday night. Yep. David Montgomery, which yep. is going to be very special, especially to yep. all of us that that worked for David for a long time. Uh, and then, yes, yeah, Saturday's uh, four or five start, Manny Trio. All, all fans are going to get a, uh, a Toyota uh, Manny Trio Wall of Fame print. Yep. Uh, Manny Trio is going to get inducted into the Wall of Fame. And then yep. Sunday's going to be a very special ceremony, 105, where we are retiring uh, Roy Halliday's numbers. Yeah, so it's going to be a great All weekend. thanks to Toyota. It's going to be a great, uh, great weekend. It'll be great. We'll have uh, a lot of guys back. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we can snag some of them for the podcast too, right? Well, I think we've talked about it. I think, and I met him for the first time two years ago down spring training. My, you know, everyone asks what, who your favorite player was growing up. Yeah, yeah. And, you, you know, you got, I'd love Steve Carlton. As far as the yeah. superstars, it was, I'd love Steve Carlton. I, I, yeah. I'd love Steve Carlton. But you always have like one unsung guy that wasn't maybe the superstar. But so my favorite player on that scope was, was easily Manny Trio. Loved when he'd get that ball, he'd hold, hold on, on hold, to it. hold, <laughs> and then all of a sudden he'd just fire that over there. Yeah, yeah. So uh, hopefully we can get Manny. We're working with, uh, you know, some of the back channels to get Manny, and then maybe we'll get some other guys. Yeah. Because I know a bunch of guys are coming in. It's always like, a great like weekend. Lieberthal, some others. Yeah, it's always a great weekend. Hopefully all the fans can come out, fill, fill the place. It's going to be a great weekend. And uh, is that it for us here, John, or what? I think that's Did we do it. For, I think that's it this for us. This is a wrap. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, everybody, and we will see you next time on Philly's Backstage. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story. And one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data from Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware. Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.